launched his company FundApps uh, after doing kind of an on-prem version of it and realizing people wanted the milk, not the cow. Today, they're serving 45 clients managing, again, big portfolios, you know, hundreds of millions in assets under management across many, many different countries, uh, breaking and getting really close to about a $10 million run rate. That's up from about $5 million bucks in ARR just a year ago. So healthy growth, and I love this, all bootstrapped with this team of about 46 people in UK and other remote locations, 100% net revenue retention, not really an upsell machine or expansion machine at this point, really just focused on adding new customer logos. He thinks there's about 2,000 customers out there. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Andrew White. He's the founder and CEO of Fund Apps, a reg tech company which provides compliance monitoring services to investment managers. FundApps currently services three of the world's 10 largest hedge funds and monitors over 6 trillion USD of assets every day. FundApps was founded in a spare bedroom above a pub and has never taken a penny of funding. Andrew, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, indeed. How are you doing? I am doing well. Okay, I love that you're bootstrapped. Uh, for those that have not heard of you, what do you do and how do you make money? A uh, very simple idea. So we, uh, rather than uh, people that manage your money doing compliance for themselves, they send us the data and we will do compliance for them. So we provide the infrastructure, we provide the, uh, the technology, but more importantly, we provide the, the regulatory expertise. So I, we have a team of legal and compliance people that understand the rules and regulations across the globe, making it easy for fund managers, hedge funds to be compliant with regulations in 95 countries. Okay. And is this, I mean, is this an agency or a SaaS platform? This is an absolute SaaS platform. So we contract with the fund managers. Uh, it's a yearly SaaS you know, agreement. Very simple, very normal. And what would you say? I'm sure you have a lot of cohorts of customers, but I'm going to force you into an average here. I mean, what would you say the average ACV is on one of these customers? Uh, so we started about $100,000 upwards. Got it. Okay, great. Okay, good. That's helpful to understand. And then help me understand the backstory here. So when did you launch the company? What year? Uh, launched in 2010. So just had our eighth birthday. A uh, very simple, normal background that I did this before and in a previous lifetime, uh, kind of thought I could do it better, use the cloud, make it SaaS, whereas my previous company was very much uh, an on-premise play, this, let's, let's make it cloud, let's provide this as a service, nobody wants, you know, people want a glass of milk, they don't want a cow, um, so it was very much let's provide the service rather than the infrastructure. Yep, on-prem to cloud is obviously a healthy trend. What's the team size today? How many people? We are currently 46 people globally, uh, 42, in our, yeah, 42 in the UK, 4 in the US. Okay, so UK and kind of remote locations, 46. And how many customers have you scaled to today, bootstrapped? Uh, we currently, I think our latest total as of, as of yesterday was 45 clients globally. Okay, and, and you know, walk me through, I assume this is a really high touch model just because it's sensitive data and big contracts. If I'm right, break down your sales team for me. Um, it is high touch, but not as much as you'd expect. So our sales team is currently your typical, you know, four senior salespeople, um, two SDRs, and obviously the uh, in a marketing team as well. Currently, two people. Okay, and is there any kind of customer success team focused on driving expansion revenue and onboarding? Correct. So we we only have three services currently, but are increasing uh, hopefully soon to be four or five. Uh, but for us, yes, we do have a client success team very much about getting our large banks who are, you know, not used to the cloud, not used to SaaS. It's our, for some of our clients, it's their first SaaS experience. For one of our clients, very first cloud experience. So, you know, trying to get them comfortable with everything, increasing, you know, usage, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And Andrew, let's dive into that. So I want to dive into pricing here, especially in the reg tech space, right? So if someone signs up with on a $100,000 contract for you to uh, in year one, um, 
based off the process you run them through, what, what do they usually expand to by the end of year two, would you say? Uh, so that's a good question. So we're unusual like that, that basically our fee is, is everything. It's the entire shooting match for one service. So we don't typically have an upsell or isn't the silver, gold, platinum service levels that you might have in your typical Zendesk. So for us, it literally is. It will be an uptick every year based on, on uh, CPI uh, cost increases, but generally no. What does uh, that mean? Is that co- cost per integration? No, no. Uh, consumer price index, uh, retail price index, whatever you want to call it, inflation. Okay. So, uh, so for, our, for us, once we've sold a client, it's very much... Uh, pretty much the same level unless we sell them another service. Well, so so why would someone sign up at a hundred grand a year versus a million a year? What's the difference? So we have, that's a very good question. That's the big differentiator. So for us, it is very much to do with the complexity of a client. So for example, a really small uh, US hedge fund, maybe $500 million under management, trades in a few countries, has one portfolio, would pay a fraction of what let's say a household name like JP Morgan or Citigroup would pay when they trade in 95 countries, have thousands of portfolios and they manage trillions. So it's very much about the size and complexity of a customer. Okay. So you do have kind of pricing axes that are around assets under management, number of portfolios and number of countries you're trading in. Yeah. And a few more on top, but it is very much trying trying to calculate how much or how much pain it would cost the customer to do themselves, you know, how many bodies would they have to throw at this? And that has to do with exactly complexities like that. This is what I'm trying to understand though. So let's say I sign up today and I'm only, I only have a hundred million bucks in assets under management, one portfolio, three countries. Um, your tool helps me so much. I triple year over year. And, okay. or, so, right. So now I'm doing, you know, 300, 400 million bucks assets under management, three portfolios, maybe 15 countries. Am I still going to pay that same year one price? Uh, generally, yes. So we, we try and keep it as simple as that. If you're not really causing us more pain, you know, you're not strapping, you know, making our servers fall over, you're not kind of pushing the client success team, then for us, you're the same type of client. It's very rare that a, a client would increase size so dramatically that they become a different beast. So for us, what we call organic increase, which as you said, would be, you know, going from 100 million to 500 million would be included in the price where we would say, okay, you've moved to different categories, what we call non-organic growth, i.e. M&A. You purchased one of our other customers, you purchased a prospect of ours, and then we say, okay, you've gone from 200 billion to 500 billion, you're a different organization. So that's when we would trigger a price increase. So Andrew, is it fair to say then you, you don't have expansion revenue? Very little of it, yep. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, interesting. So, so of the, I imagine then you probably have, I mean, of the people you've got, the 46 people, how many of them are sales oriented? Uh, seven. Okay, interesting. And how many of them are like, yeah, that's pretty low. How many of them are kind of like marketing and onboarding? Uh, well, there are two different teams. And marketing for us is two, onboarding is about six. So I wanted to get you guys a heads up. I will be in San Francisco at the beautiful Fairmont up there on top of the hill. It's a gorgeous view for the Growth Marketing Conference on December 10th and 11th. Now, Vasil and his team do a great job putting this thing together, whether it's B2B or B2C, marketplaces to e-commerce, or even mobile apps and hand-on workshops. They cover everything related to growth. And these are very unique growth channels that these 
top experts, and these are actual operators. These are people doing, people doing at PagerDuty, at Zoom, at Malwarebytes, at Engageo. These are people actually executing growth strategies you're gonna learn from. I'm also giving a session that basically pulls data points from the over 2,000 interviews I've done with SaaS CEOs and showcases six of the most unique growth strategies, kind of off the obvious path growth opportunities that CEOs have used to drive their first million and 10 million in revenue. So I'd love to see you there. And we've negotiated 10 tickets at a discount, a 40% discount. The link to use is nathanlatka.com forward slash growth. That's nathanlatka, L-A-T-K-A dot com forward slash growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. On that page, it'll automatically take 30% off for the first 10 of you. And then use coupon code the top for another 10% off. Now, if you choose to make sure you're attending, be sure to email me. If you go use the link now and grab it, I'll make sure to step on one-on-one coffee with you. I want to meet you in person and spend some time together. But again, I'll be at the Growth Marketing Conference on December 10th and 11th in the beautiful city of San Francisco at the most beautiful hotel, the Fairmont. I hope to see you there. NathanLacka.com forward slash growth. So how do you measure the success of the onboarding team, if it's not expansion revenue, it's I assume it's usage metrics. But what usage metrics? Yeah, uh, we're we're kind of uh, an old school business in that respect. I mean, once the customer is using the system and resigning, then it's a successful customer. I mean, we obviously use metrics like Net Promoter Score. You know, we do we do conferences. You know, it's, it's sign, signing up to things, but generally. RegTech is a very boring area in the respect of it does a, it does a, a job if it does that job well and it fulfills the purpose job done shall we say obviously yeah. customer satisfaction and churn ratios are important but you know we've only ever lost one customer in eight years of business and that was a fairly weird scenario so in that respect we're sticky. So when you look at your your cohort churn on a revenue basis each year, I mean is that just a hundred percent gross and net? Pretty much. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, really interesting. So, so how, this market is a small market in terms of just number of logos to go after. I imagine if you have we no way, is, is that right? Two, okay, two thousand. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually bigger than I thought. Yeah, and you've got forty-five yeah. now. I mean, it's it's a long tail, but I mean, there's five hundred large asset managers. You know, you've got about a thousand hedge funds. You've got quite a few investment banks. But uh, you know, about two thousand. Yeah. And then, I mean, can I kind of back into math here? You mentioned earlier kind of minimum start is a hundred thousand, you know, ACV and 45 that puts you at about call it 375 K per month. I mean, is that generally directionally correct? It's, it's, it's quite a bit higher than that. Yeah. I mean, it, we obviously uh, have various, various types of clients that go quite large as well, but you know, ball, ballpark is not far off. Do, do you have 20 million AR in your sites or is that like a stretch goal that's still maybe two years out? Uh, in dollar terms, it's it's in our sites. Next, next. Do you say that? Do you say that because of ex- the, the crazy games right now with exchange rates? Well, exactly. Depending where Brexit goes, uh, etc., that might could be a five-year target. If Brexit goes well, it might be a one-year target. But you know, <laughs> next, uh, next one to five years, shall we say? I won't push you harder than this. Have you broken ten million bucks in ARR? Uh, very close. Okay, super close. Very good. Think this year. Thirty days left. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Andrew. That's one more sale. Two more sales. Let, let me look. Let me look at the exchange rate and talk to the sales team. But <laughs> it's just a matter of weeks, shall we say? What do you mean? You don't control the exchange rate? Unfortunately, not. I can do many things in my life, but not that. <laughs> and help me understand growth. If you're kind of pushing 10 million AR today, where were you a year ago? Uh, roughly half that. 
oh, wow, so healthy growth. And again, there's very little expansion. So all of this is coming from new user onboarding. Uh, 91% new revenue. We, we upsold two clients. Say that one more time. So it's, it's, it's 91% new, new client base, but two of our existing clients subscribe to our second product. Oh, so there wasn't, there was 8% expansion there. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't consider that no expansion revenue. There are some people that would kill for that kind of expansion revenue. You said they subscribe yeah. to a second product. Yeah. It's, it's just for us. It's like, it is very clearly, it's a new logo play rather than expansion. But as we, you know, we want to do both axes, the, the vertical and horizontal, you know, at the moment it's been very much about getting more logos, but as we grow, it's about providing more services to the existing clients, which is the typical nice thing it's in uh, in B2B that our existing clients are very happy. They respect us. They like our service. So when we say, hey, would you like to subscribe to this service? They, and if it's of use, they'll generally say yes. Yeah, that's great. I want to get it in your head in, in terms of aggressiveness here for a second. You know, you mentioned there's 2,000. You know, you think in the market, there's you're at 45 today. If someone's going to sign up for a $100,000 contract with you in year one, how aggressive are you willing to be in terms of your fully weighted CAC? Um, we're, we're very much, hence being bootstrapped, uh, pretty serious about our pricing, that it's fair, transparent, and, you know, it's, there's, there isn't a lot of air in there. There isn't a lot of room for discounts. So we're pretty strict with pricing. That's what it is. We, we've calculated what the value is. We understand the market very well. As you said, it's a smallish market. So, you know, we... It's very much, that's what it does. It's, it's a, as we say in England, Ron Seal, it does what it says in the tin. There's not much well, to debate about. Sorry, Andrew, just to be clear, it's not about pricing. It's about, it's about like you're using, spending money on conferences, on salespersons commissions, uh, on travel, like you're, what you spend to get a new customer. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's, it's similar enough, <laughs> the answer that um, we, we traditionally haven't done much conferences. We traditionally haven't done much marketing, obviously SEO, things like that. But as you said, it's a smallish, smallish target market. They all talk to each other. They all know each other. It's a small space, reg tech. So if people have a problem, they'll generally find out about us. So we're not having to chase contacts. I would yeah, say. but you've got ten, about 10 people across your sales people, plus two or three on your marketing team, plus kind of customer success and onboarding. Those obviously go into fully weighted CAC. So again, sample scenario, they're about to close a $100,000 contract. Are you willing to spend kind of 20 grand fully weighted to get that contract or 100 grand or what? No, it'd be a lot less than that. Less than twenty grand. Okay, so your payback your payback period is what less than three months. Good question. Probably yeah. You're okay. Not not something not something you track. Metrics we measure. You know, it's been it's been an interesting uh, kind of experiment with marketing sales. But for I'm surprised by the way you don't measure that. A bootstrapped company. I mean, you do everything you can to pull as much cash forward, but you've got a sales team, so you're paying commissions. Yeah, paying commissions, but. As I said, most 90% of uh, sales have been inbound over the last few years. You still pay commission on inbound leads, right? True. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I'm going to make this up. I don't want you to disclose this, but let's say you're paying 10% commissions on a $100,000 contract, fully weighted CAC, there's 10 grand. You pay the commission all up front, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, very cool. Where's, um, so where's future growth going to come from? Adding new logos or adding new product lines? And, and again, you had two people, you know, cross-sell. Are going to do more cross-selling? Yeah. Uh, both, I would think that the next few years are very much still new logos. Uh, as of this year, we've kind of really invested in the product team, trying to expand on our, our services, general kind of, you know, uh, seeing what the market's doing. Regulation is, is, despite its reputation, quite fun because there's always something new. There's never never a boring, boring moment in regulation. There's always somebody coming up with something new. So uh, there's quite a few things coming down the pipeline where we, we believe we can uh, provide a service to the market. So 
as I said, mainly mainly new logos, but in the coming years also is trying to trying to deepen the the uh, revenue per clients as well. Are you right now? Uh, any plans to raise capital? No plans to raise cost, um, capital. We're very profitable at the moment. Our revenue curve is is increasing faster than our cost curve. So in that respect, I don't see a need for it. Plans for next year. We're opening an APAC office. You know that will be funded without problem. So, are you uh, talking with anyone right now about being acquired? No. Lots of people are trying. They're trying to ping me, but I'm not interested. That's great. Not even a half smile when I ask. It's pretty good, Andrew. You've practiced this in the mirror a few times, huh? Yeah, indeed. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Good lord, um, how to win friends and influence people, I believe. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I do admire Bezos. Yep. Number uh, uh, three, what billing tool do you guys use? What tool? Sorry. What billing tool do you use? Uh, zero. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Pretty much eight. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, married, no kids. No kiddos. And how old are you? I am 45, but I don't look as thanks. No, you look, you look way, uh, 30, 34 years young. Last question, Andrew. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I was pretty good at it, but I think the number one lesson in business is learn how to say no more often. Learn how to say no. There you guys have it again. Launched his company FundApps uh, after doing kind of an on-prem version of it and realizing people wanted the milk, not the cow. Today, they're serving 45 clients managing, again, big portfolios, you know, hundreds of millions in assets under management across many, many different countries, uh, breaking and getting really close to about a $10 million run rate. That's up from about $5 million bucks in ARR just a year ago. So healthy growth. And I love this. All bootstrapped with this team of about 46 people in UK and other remote locations, 100% net revenue retention, not really an upsell machine or expansion machine at this point, really just focus on adding new customer logos. He thinks there's about 2,000 customers out there that are perfect for him. Andrew, thanks for taking us to the top. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.